Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Red Circle. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, check out the new Off the Floor. You can find this one on Discord. Great thing about this is that you can interact with each other as well as us. It's not just us speaking to you, but you do get the host updates. We are moving stuff away from Twitter X. So make sure if you want to get all of the content and more than you ever got on Twitter X that you are subscribed to our off the floor server. You can find the latest link, the latest link on the top of the five reasons, Twitter account also going to be posting it here in the descriptions on YouTube and also on the podcast feed. It's $2 and 99 cents per month. If you sign up on your desktop, also check out the great sponsors. Of the five reasons sports network includes better edge. Use the code five RSN. That's the number five RSN. You get $20 to play better edge is where you got a stock exchange for sports betting. It means that you're competing against others who use it, and you can join our great competitions. You get $20 to play. Our NFL competitions are 10 bucks. Our NBA competitions are just 3 bucks. You do the math. Check it out, betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN. And now, today's episode. Down to this game. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Bucket said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. This is a momentous day, not because of the players who are returning, but because I finally figured out how to hook up a pair of $3 headphones to my computer. So I hope that it, that improves the audio experience for all of you, today's floor plan, we're going to try to uh, talk about how the Miami Heat are going to try to improve the viewing experience for all of you because they've actually got some players coming back and one who's sitting down, but we knew that that was going to happen. The news of the day, Tyler Hero is returning after almost six weeks, actually, uh, from his ankle sprain that he suffered on, what was it, November 8th, I guess it was. So, yeah, we're, we're close to the six-week mark. Uh, with him and Bam Adebayo, who's missed uh, almost three weeks, actually, at this point, uh, with a hip injury that he kept injuring over and over, kept getting this bruise uh, bothered by other players. So he's sat down. Apparently, they think he's okay at this point, and they think Tyler's okay at this point. And Kyle Lowry, and I'm going to say this because I know uh, we've been hard on Kyle, particularly Greg and I, but credit to Kyle Lowry uh, for what he has contributed so far this season, but particularly the minutes that he's contributed because they haven't had enough guys a lot of nights and particularly at his position. We've discussed that and he helped get them to this point um, where they are 15 and 11. And again, he's never going to live up to that contract in our minds or the minds of many others, but he certainly has contributed this season. And now he sort of turns it over at least for one night to bam and to Tyler. So we're expecting Kyle to be back soon. 
But in the meantime, we're going to talk about these two players, but particularly we're going to talk about Tyler because Bam, I think we kind of know what Bam's going to do when he comes back. He's going to be Bam. Like he's going to anchor the defense. You hope he's as aggressive as he was before he went out, you know, where he was averaging close to 16 shot attempts. It may not happen right away. As long as he doesn't lose that aggressiveness, they want him to be aggressive and they want him to do all the things he was doing before because Kevin Love has been great at times, including this last game against Chicago. But we know that Orlando Robinson and Thomas Bryant, it's been a bit of a roller coaster, particularly with Bryant. So no question. There's an upgrade. There's a position for him to fill. There are no issues. Tyler here is a little bit different. Because since Tyler Hero has been out, Duncan Robinson has emerged as Clay Thompson 2.0. And now we're at a stage where Tyler is coming back to a team that is different than the one that he left, not by his own choice, but because of the injury. Jaime Hawkins was not this. At this point, he's had double-figure scoring in 13 straight games. Caleb Martin was not this. He's returned to his old self, but he was not that when Tyler was playing earlier this year because Caleb came into the season banged up because of his own knee injury. And Josh Richardson has also become a core contributor. So you're talking about three guys who were not at the level before that they are now throw in Duncan. And I don't know that they necessarily need Tyler hero to log the kind of usage that he did before. Forget the other conversations that we had about starting and finishing. So I'll start with Brady on this one, actually. We'll see who finishes later. What kind of role should Tyler Hero, again, provided he's healthy and fit? And, you know, fitness, you can be fit, but you're not fit fit until you sort of get back into an NBA game and get your wind again. What kind of role should he assume? I will say that I think it's it's – Easy to say that he has to like ease into things, number one. And I think it's also easy to say that he's going to have to share the ball a little more and play a little more of a, of a team style because of the guys that you mentioned. But Tyler here is going to play a similar role that he's played in the past. I don't expect much to change. And I don't think it probably should change, as crazy as that may sound. Because I know a lot of people kind of want him to play a certain style, maybe a little bit more off ball, just because he's started the season really good off the catch. And I think that's something they could prioritize. But like, can we also say like, Let's not like get hung up in the fact that they Jimmy Butler just hit a game winner last night. They easily could have lost that game. And the Heat's offense has not been exceptional. Like it just hasn't. Like they there's been moments across this run where you've looked around and you said this team needs Tyler Hero to just go into his mode of just buckets and just running pick and rolls and getting to his spots and doing all that stuff. Because it feels like as much as as, as things have gone right at times, the offense has not come easy. Like, a lot of it has been Jimmy to the line, Jaime doing a lot of stuff in the post and isolation that, that's not – looks easy for him, but it's not easy for, for a team in the half court. Duncan Robinson shooting as well as he is. They are literally number one in three-point shooting in the entire NBA in, ter- in terms of percentage, yet they still are where they are in offense, and I think that pretty much tells you that they, they just need a guy like Tyler Hero to come in and just give them a different look offensively to kind of settle everything down. So – I agree with you in terms of the usage because they are going to have to spread it around because it cannot be, I think, what it was with the way that Jaime and Duncan and Caleb and these guys are playing. And I think that's what you were hinting at. But can I also say this? I don't want to say it's a blessing in disguise because Tyler being out for this this long, it was really unfortunate, not only for the team, but himself. But like what that did for the role players on this team was so important for this team long term this season and just in general with the fact that it got their core role players all in a rhythm. It got Caleb Martin into his rhythm. It got Jaime Hawkins kind of excelling way quicker than any of us thought. 
It got Duncan Robinson back to better than he's ever been in, in his life as a basketball player. And it got Kyle Lowry into an incredible offensive rhythm where he's now he was searching for shots that he was not searching for early in the season that he is now when Tyler Hero was out. So I thought that was just an important point. So they have to utilize all of those things, but it's, I just don't want to see her and act like Tyler hijacking the offense is going to be a negative thing. I feel like they are going to need that at, at various points. And obviously, you know, you mentioned Bam, that's going to kind of be the big pairing because those two together has been one of the best two man pairings in the league for, for quite some time. That's why I don't think it's coincidental that they're coming back together. I, I you know, again, they, they had a long runway here with Tyler, less of a runway with Bam, but it makes sense to bring two guys who have that kind of chemistry back to the lineup together. And I would be very surprised. I obviously Bam's going to start. Be very surprised if Tyler doesn't start uh, against Minnesota. And opponent plays into some of this too. We'll get into it. But Alex, I, the point that that Brady made here, all the role guys got into rhythm, and some of it was. Because they were healthy enough to play, right? Caleb was not healthy enough to contribute early on. Of the guys he mentioned, Caleb, Josh, Hawkes, Duncan, and to a lesser extent, Lowry. Whose rhythm would Hero possibly disrupt the most? Oh, man. Tough question. I'm glad yeah, you are here. man. <laughs> I'm honestly going back and forth between Caleb and Hawkins, but I don't like the way you frame this question, Ethan. I, I don't like that where you're making me pick somebody where who Tyler is going to disrupt because I don't want to make it seem like, oh, Tyler coming back means that somebody else is going to start playing bad. But what, what I will say is that if Jaime Hawkins' stat lines, you know, maybe aren't quite as gaudy, going forward i wouldn't be surprised if it kind of stayed right where it's at because not not because anything he's doing is fluky nothing like that it's more like there's just going to be a, you know however many less um reps on the ball however many less touches you know but even then like i don't think that they're going to get in each other's way you know what i mean like i think a couple of guys stat lines might not be quite as nice they might not have quite as many high scoring nights as they've had recently but like Brady said, they need somebody like Tyler in this offense and, and somebody who can give you a lot of relief buckets when you need it and kind of get you to that point in the fourth quarter where, where Jimmy's going to take you home. And, you know, ideally you have a bevy of options that you can go to, but that's not really how it works in the in crunch time we've seen. Um, I think, like, I re first of all, I'm really excited to get to finally get to see, like, the actual idea of this team, right? I don't know how long it's going to last. Obviously, Kyle's already you know, not playing. So it's not really the full mm -hmm. team, but we know what Kyle's going to give you when he's healthy. And, you know, speaking of disrupting, uh, if anybody's stat line is going to go down with Tyler coming back, it's going to be Kyle. Kyle's going to settle down a little bit and he's going to have more frustrating nights where, where I think frustrating for Heat fans where like he, he doesn't have quite as many double digit scoring games just because like the guys, you know, the guy soaks up a lot um, ball handling wise. And I think Kyle's just going to kind of go back to, being more of a background connector type of player. But in general, I think Tyler coming back, Bam coming back, like it's undoubtedly a good thing for the Heat. And I I completely understand what Brady's talking about when it comes like to the blessing in disguise thing where you got to see this team go through some growth while these while Tyler was out and a little bit while Bam was out, but specifically while Tyler was out. Whereas like you mentioned already, Duncan has just blossomed into like easily one of your best players this season and easily one of your your like kind of best offensive engines 
and you have Hawkins looking like the third or fourth best rookie this season. I mean, Highsmith's been out for a little bit, but like he was looking like a damn good player too. Caleb was really coming into himself. Like things are different now. I think Tyler's going to come in and play his game, but um, you know, maybe now there's just less pressure for him to have to be Tyler because it's like if he's having a bad game, guess what? They've got a lot of other options they can go to. They've got a lot of other good players they can go to. I love that perspective. Right. I mean, this is all positive perspective, and I understand Alex not wanting to single out the guy who's going to lose those. I, I do think he's right about Kyle, that we're going to see Kyle recede a little bit offensively. And I don't think that's the worst thing at this point because of I think Josh too, Kyle's actually. had to log. And I think Josh might a little bit also. But I think the thing that's important with Kyle is at least we saw the capability now. I think that's a positive, like, Okay, it's still in him somewhere. He's not going to give it to you every night, but you know, maybe one out of every three nights it's possible, and maybe you can lean on him a little bit more if you need to later in the season. But the minute uh, the minute log got too high, I think we, we're all in agreement on that. But Greg, I, look, I, I think the one that, that he fans are most curious about is Hawkins, because mm-hmm. I, Duncan, like, there's going to be a role for Duncan either way. Yeah. He obviously knows how to fit himself in better than he did before terms of some of the creation i don't think heat fans are particularly concerned about josh because josh is a minimum guy at this point like that's that's the thing like you know josh is supposed to provide some ball handling relief get to the mid-range guard the point of attack maybe better than he has at times this season but you kind of we kind of know josh Hawkins is the one on the ascent and when i talked to, to to jaime about it in the locker room yesterday you know he was walking i didn't really do a lot of he didn't do media yesterday really which is kind of crazy because before if Jaime had a game like that and a couple of dunks, all the media would want him. But now it's like, okay, it's just another game for him. But I did grab him before he walked out. And I said, you know, there's a pop when you do something at the arena. And it reminds us of Tyler as a rookie. And he says, well, I think anybody would, the arena would pop for anybody with a dunk. And I said, no, no, no. I said, I'm telling you, I've been here a long time. It's different. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's different with you. I said, it does. It's like Tyler, whenever Tyler would, you know, sort of, come into the game off the bench as a rookie and all that, make a big shot. And we all remember the Philadelphia game and everything that he did that season. And he says, well, I got big shoes to fill them. We've seen the two of them hanging out off the court. They're only one year apart. It's crazy to think that because Tyler's been in the league so damn long. That's crazy. But I think, Greg, this would be the only concern of Heat fans. I don't think it's that Jimmy's going to take a backseat because I think people are okay with that. It's really more, is this going to stop, you know, the Hawkes ascent that seems to be every game a little better. Does this mm-hmm. curtail at all? Hell no. And also, Eric Spolster will figure this out. Like what? Um, my daughter would love the fact that I'll use this term. What champagne problems to have? All these guys back, these wings. Um, I I, I don't. I think people are overthinking a lot of this. The only I guess the only thing i would ask tyler hero is don't pick your spots go get it but when you go get it stay like i think he should try to operate in different spots than jimmy butler so like that that's the only ask i have like find your spots on the court and let them be different spots than where jimmy wants to operate because i think that that's if we're talking about what really could disrupt big picture wise it's i think seeing those two guys start to connect at a higher level uh, in high leverage situations for long periods of time. So availability is also a part of that. 
And so hopefully they're back. I was stoked to hear that Bam is coming back immediately. I thought it would trickle a bit behind Tyler. So to me, that's super positive. Um, I don't think, I think that they'll end up needing everyone because injuries will come up. Spolstra will balance these guys and Hawkins is going nowhere. That guy's going to get minutes um, because he's, he can't be denied. That's where we're at with him right now. And he has been averaging about 33 minutes a game uh, over a month, essentially. And that that's not going to go all the way down. Um, after the break, I do want to get into the particular matchup tomorrow and the matchup Wednesday, because this all sort of sets up and I know where narratives go. And their record, Brady, remind me, without Tyler was what? 11 and 7? Is that correct? Yes, I believe it was we're 11 not... and 7 without Tyler. And then. Because we're not really counting that one game that, you know, he went out early, right. right? So then, okay. And then without Bam, they were, what did you give me on that one? Without Bam and Tyler, they're 5 and 4 across this, this nine game stretch. Which, Which is, by the way, is pretty, very good. Pretty yeah. good. <laughs> I mean, especially if you consider the circumstances that probably four of those losses, they should have won three of them, right? Like, yeah. I mean, well, if you look at, I mean, the, the Knicks, well, he got hurt in the Knicks game, right? And he didn't end up playing in the in the Nets game up in New York. But certainly one of the Chicago games, uh, you know, that, that one we, we've discussed. There are a couple of games in there that they could have pulled out anyway. So they handled this pretty well in part because of all the wings that they played together. Um, but we know where the narrative is going to go. And Spolster is not shying away from it because he's bringing these two guys back against two of the, the best teams in the league this year, actually. And, and arguably along with OKC, maybe two of the most surprising. So we'll get to that after the break. I do want to mention another great sponsor of the five reasons sports network, our friends over at water cleanup of Florida. You can find them at WCUFL.com. That's WCUFL.com. Water Cleanup of Florida is your one-stop water and mold cleanup shop based in Boca Raton. Michael Robert and their team, they will take care of you. They've got the preventative work for you as well because we know the insurance companies don't always take care of everything after the fact. But if there is a problem after the fact, they can handle that too. They'll do the damage assessment for you. They'll present a mitigation plan uh, as well. So check them out for your home or business. It's Water Cleanup of Florida, WCUFL.com. If you've got the schmutz, they got the guts. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, the Minnesota Timberwolves are in here Monday, Alex. And like they're legit good this year. Like they have they've sort of surged to the top of the West. They've done it with three bigs. Uh essentially, like everybody, you know, people talk Gobert, still think he's gonna get played off the court in the playoffs, but whatever. Cat, but then the guy always kills the heat, which is Nas Reed. And then you have Anthony Edwards. You're bringing Bam back into this situation. They must feel pretty good about him. Let's get to Bam quickly, and then we'll pivot back to Tyler. What did we learn? Because we did a podcast on this before Bam went out. What did we learn about how they handle it if Bam goes out again? Like, Did you gain any confidence in their backup big situation or in their extra big situation for, for like a matchup like this? 
Well, I mean, I think as far as like if Bam were to get hurt again, I think they would manage it exactly how they just did, where specifically towards the end there, where it was all three between Love, Bryant, and Robinson playing. So you can kind of uh, balance it out there. You don't have Love playing too much. Excuse me. And as far as what we learned with Bam gone, um, I think it just kind of confirmed a lot of the things that we knew already and maybe confirmed it a little bit too much. The defense, the defense, the defense. Like, it's just hard to overstate it. It drops off the damn cliff, man. It really falls all the way off. Um, And I think it was the 26th defensive rating in the league in the games without Bam. What I will say, though, the good news, right? The good news. Uh, without Bam, they had the seventh best offensive rating according to Cleaning the Glass. And and if you go through the month where Tyler was gone, Bam was still in. I was looking at this before. They had the ninth best offensive offensive rating through that period, which is wow, probably a, a little a little bit less than a month. It was from November eighth to November 29th or something like that. Um, so that's the good news, right? Is that like you kind of come into the season and you're like, okay, we know that this team. Um, has a defensive identity, has a lot of defensive versatility. What do you make of the offense? I think you can, you can feel a lot better, like, as of mm-hmm. this point in the season with, you know, with Caleb kind of going back into form, with Hawkes shining and, you know, being the player he is, the, the growth that Tyler um, took earlier in the season, um, the growth that Duncan had. Like, I just think there's so many green flags, right? And not to be too optimistic, but it's like, if you come into the season worrying about the offense, the offense is pretty damn good. And I know like some of it has been um, bolstered by the three point shooting. And so that those, some of those numbers can get ugly. If you have bad three point shooting games, they're not, they're still not a great finishing team. They don't get to the rim a lot, but the blueprint ends up still being like the, the end result is still good because their blueprint, a lot of time focus on the four, on the points off turnovers, but with bam gone, they weren't with like, they weren't scoring a lot of points off turnovers. And we're still able to get a top 10 offensive rating. So I think that's something that I take away from it. It was like, okay, you know, you've got more there. You've got more there. Because I feel like that's something that feels like it would have been unfathomable in past years. Where, like, you lose Bam and Tyler and your offense not only sustains but is pretty damn good for almost a month. It, it can't all just be three-point shooting. I think there's some process stuff. And, and you know, with the uprising, I mean, the rising of some of these um, players, the uprising – uh, like, I really do think it, you, you feel better about that. And so now it's just about, I think, getting the team back into their defensive identity and really getting back to what you're supposed to be good at in the first place, right? Welcome back, Bam. I mean, badly missed, right? Like, I think I think even Heat fans this time who are sometimes critical of the lack of aggression, not as much this year because we obviously saw great growth in that area. I. I, I didn't hear anybody saying, oh, we're better without Bam. Like, you do hear that with others. Tyler's one that that comes up with. It never – it came up with Wade at times during his career, Weirdos. particularly late in his career, the whole hashtag without Wade. It does not come up with Bam uh, at all, and and there's there's a lot of reasons for that. But, Brady, let's get into the, the Bam-Tyler connection and kind of how they may help uh, – or how Bam may kind of help him get back in. It's partially the pick and roll, but it's also the protection – defensively right and and i and do you think that it bam coming back will start to see some of these guys who caleb i think is one that jumps out josh who maybe we expected a little bit more from defensively that maybe they'll be able to settle in a little bit more with bam patrolling 
Yeah, to the first part with Bam helping Tyler kind of get back in a rhythm, I feel like Tyler's going to help Bam get back into a rhythm too because Bam has to kind of find his footing as well because he's kind of been monitoring this thing and not playing uh, high-level basketball either. So that's going to be the big thing. I think you're going to see a lot of pick and rolls. They've been doing stuff. The the minutes kind of distribution was a little different to start the year where they were doing Tyler-Jimmy minutes kind of to start games. Bam would come out early and then Bam would run with the second unit to start the second quarter. Uh, which means, you know, Bam, Jaime minutes, and then Tyler, Jimmy minutes. And then always, obviously they all loop back together at the end of the second quarter and then repeat the second half. So I think people were kind of wondering, well, is Jaime going to still get his shots? Yes, because for one, he's going to get them either way because of the way he gets them, to Greg's point earlier. But it's also he's going to be in different lineups anyway where they're still going to run offense through him in those times. So I think that's important to mention. But Tyler and Bam are still going to have to help each other kind of get through it with the pick and rolls because of here's the thing. Jimmy was he kind of picked his spots at different pockets of this run. There was games where he kind of was, was slow paced. There was games where he popped obviously like yesterday in the second half, but like now you're getting to the point that even if he plays with Tyler and Bam back, there's going to be a low key step back <laughs> where he's like, okay, I did this over the last few weeks. Now you guys take the reins a little bit, maybe not the first game, Maybe he'll let them get into a little bit of rhythm, but pretty soon it's going to be like, okay, now let me kind of play a little bit more off ball. Tyler and Bam, you take the reins of the pick and rolls in the, in the mid-range shots, which Ethan, when you mentioned specifically this matchup against Minnesota, like, is there a better matchup like offensively for them to find the rhythm than Bam and Tyler just taking elbow jumpers the entire game? Like they're going to have their uh, the ability to just hit open shots to kind of find the rhythm early. So I think that's an important part to mention. Uh, but I will say this because we were talking about finding a rhythm and I know there's been talk about all these different lineups they can get to the closing lineups going to be fun to watch because you have all these guys that we keep talking about in different combinations. And, but, but that thing is this Tyler, Bam, Jimmy, Jaime, and probably Caleb is your, is your closing five every night. Like we, there may be a difference maker if a guy has a hot night, but even we've seen when Duncan has a hot night, he hasn't been closing a ton. Like there's been different times that they've gone. Haywood, has been good defensively in games before the injury. He wasn't closing a lot of those games. Like they have found their rhythm, I think, with with a certain group. So I'm interested to see how these guys work together because Jimmy, Jaime, Caleb has been the one lineup combination that surprised me most this year. When you talk about three guys that have a similar skill set and they don't get in the way of each other at all, it's it's a weird dynamic. Like they just don't. Like you don't see that. Like you know sometimes when there's like – there's like that thing with Josh and Kyle or sometimes where they're kind of getting the way of each other in the mm-hmm. corner or something like those guys don't have that. So I'm interested when Tyler and Bam are, are entered into that equation, how that'll look specifically. And I kind of had this idea that it, it'll be similar because if Tyler and Bam want to take the reins of a little bit more on ball, the specialty is that Jimmy, Jaime and Caleb don't have to have the ball in their hands. So yeah. I think that could be a really fun, just closing lineup in general. And I'm, I can almost guarantee tomorrow it'll be a, a, a three-point game with five minutes to go. So I'm sh- I'm sure we will get to see a, some form of that uh, that closing lineup. So I'm just Let's interested game. to see that. You know, it's funny you mentioned the Caleb thing because I, I did get a chance to talk to him uh, after the game last night about why it's worked with the other wings. Because um, there was that sequence where it looked like Jimmy was playing five. And Caleb's like, no, I think I was playing five. Like they, they roll. <laughs> They rolled out that lineup with Lowry, uh, Caleb, was it Lowry, Caleb, Josh, Hawkes, uh, Duncan was not out there, right? And Jimmy. And uh, and I'm like, who was he? he says, I think I was playing five. He says, it's not about that. He's like, we got the wings out there. It's like, maintain space and go. 
He's like, that's it. He's like, we, we decide who we guard, we maintain space, and we go. He's like, it's easier when we have Duncan out there, just like it may be easier when they have Tyler out there. I did get into some of the differences with him about that. But he basically said with Jaime and Jimmy, it's not very different at this point. He's like, because they play so similar. He's like, you know, he said Jaime likes to operate on the left block a little bit. Uh, we've seen that. Jimmy typically operates a little bit more from the right block or or kind of that area. So we don't really get into each other. And I said, and you like the baseline, <laughs> you know, and, and, and he's, he's basically like, don't give too much of it away. But essentially, he likes the baseline and then kind of turning back towards the basket after operating on the baseline. So they do that for a team that hasn't had a lot of great cutters in recent years. It's interesting to have so many of them at the same time. This um, is the best cutting but, team they've had for yeah, Arbor yeah. Yes. Right. And so so it does give them a ton of different options with their wings. But, Greg, as 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 we look at it, it's it, it does seem to me like, you know, having Bam back and Bam, who likes to operate, we know, sort of at the free throw line uh, with that mid range, they kind of have the floor covered now in a lot of different ways with whatever group they have. And I think that's what makes this this really interesting team to me is that they can go through different pockets of the game featuring different things. They can get back to the, the Duncan Bam handoff stuff. They can go to the Bam Tyler pick and roll. They can go to Jimmy sort of slowing the game down and operating out of the block. Now they have Hawkes who can just sort of get it and go. And then you have, you know, it, again, there'll be times for Kyle or, or for Josh. Um, and there'll be times that they're going to feature Bam more often. It, the, if, you if you were to talk about a team to put into Spolstra's hands – this is it. This is this is it, right? I think more so than others that had more duplication. And now when I'm thinking back to a conversation I had with him in training camp where he's like, he's like, this is clearer for me than it was last year. And it didn't, I was like, I don't understand that because I got so many wings or duplicative, but now I can kind of see it. But now it's yep. a case of keeping them all out there and it actually working. And it's crazy because you're talking basically about the five on the floor, haha. Um, everybody finding their spots and the fact that they have multiple lineups where everybody finds their spots. I do think that um, it'll be interesting to against Minnesota as we hone in on like really the present moment with this team. I think they actually can get away with a little bit of Tyler and Duncan out there at the same time. I know that that's typically not something they do a ton of. Um, and I also think, well, maybe a little less so against Oklahoma City if they're, uh, you know, really uh, spamming uh, with with Shea Gillis Alexander and such. Like, I, it, it, I do think that this two game stretch. I don't think Kyle will play either of the two games, and um, it'll just without that quarterback out there for as many minutes as he was playing, stabilizing this team. Uh, the turnover rate, things like that. There's going to be some interesting things to look at. So I'll go to all of you guys on this as we close. And thanks to our sponsors, Better Edge. We got a lot more we're going to get into the next week. I, I think we're grateful for this because there's going to be a lot to discuss. <laughs> we don't yeah, have we, to talk about seen... one guy anymore. It was Jaime Hawkins every night. And it was, and we and may Jimmy. still be talking about him. And I'll say this, if we're still talking about him through all of this with all these guys back, then we're having a completely different conversation about him because it means he's elevated even as the talent around him has gotten better, which he does seem like the kind of player that that's possible for. And Greg's uh, flashing the Hawkins jersey. My daughter wanted one of those too. I, but I think now we have some stuff to actually dig into because we're going to start to be able to see some of these combinations on the floor. And we're going to be able to make assessments about who fits this year 
and into the future. And I think that's what the organization was waiting for. And for everybody who's talking about transactions, some of this is obviously there are financial concerns with anything. There's cap concerns. There's there's uh, second apron concerns, but there's also wanting to see your team relatively whole. And and although I've kind of gotten on them for that in the past, when that's never happened in some seasons, nobody was seriously injured this time to this point, knock on something, right? That you didn't think that you were actually going to get an opportunity to see the majority of the roster together. So now we are, but I'll put it here. And this is more of the, I don't know. This is more of the fan narrative question. So I'll, I'll give this to Alex. I'll let him, I'll let him close. If 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 they start to struggle now with Tyler coming back, how does that play? Because Bam's not going to hear it. We know that. You know how it plays. He's he's immune to it. W- what's going to happen? Because they they there is a narrative out there. We've all fought it in different ways, but they did get to the finals without him last year, and they were playing poorly early this season. Although I don't blame him, and I don't think any of us do. I think more of it had to do with Jimmy. <laughs> God not playing well in, in Boston and in Milwaukee and also some of the other guys like Martin and Richardson that were out and then we're kind of working their way into the season. But if they go on a losing streak here with this stretch and it's not an easy stretch, they've got Minnesota, Orlando, Philadelphia coming up this week. Philadelphia is by far the best in net rating in the entire league right now, even though they're not first in the East, like they're playing good teams, uh, which they haven't been for a lot of Tyler's timeout. How does that play? You know exactly how it plays, and 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 I love the way that you set it up because, like you said, it's it's so perfectly set so that he comes back, they lose a game or two versus you know, like you said, pretty good teams. They're like, oh man, here we go again. They were better with yeah, all the like like Leif is is gesturing right now. It's just a lot of chatter, a lot of noise, and I think a lot of that stuff doesn't matter. Truly, to me, that what matters is like what changes when he's actually back? Like, are they, if if you're worried about the offense with Tyler back, I got to actually see them, you know, not move the ball as well as they have. Like, I got to see these things actually take place on the court. I don't really think it's that big of a deal. Like, naturally, with a guy like Tyler, maybe the ball movement comes down a little bit, right? Just because you're, you're starting with him instead of Duncan. If that's the case, I don't know if they, they're going to start both of them together, like Leif said on Monday. But, um, in general, I think unless you really, really see like other guys' roles get diminished because Tyler is just touching the ball that much, I'm not worried about it. And I don't think that's going to be the case. I think Tyler knows how to play within a team context. I think some of that stuff has been overblown. That doesn't mean I wouldn't like him to play a little bit more off ball just because I think it's easier for him to gain some advantages every now and then and just to kind of find that balance. But I thought he, he was in the right, he was like going in the right direction when it comes to finding his balance on the floor and people don't want to give him credit, but like the start of that, that was it. It was a seven game winning streak. I already forgot what it was. The The start yeah. of that winning streak, the first three were, you know, Tyler was there. So I think people yes. like to credit that win streak to like right after Tyler left. That's not what happened. We don't have to, we don't have to change history. Um, I think Tyler's a good player, man. And I think it's just kind of been bad timing with him. Like every time he gets hurt, it's been in the playoffs and then they, you know, they go on these, they, these runs and they're still successful without him. That doesn't mean they can't use him, right? Just because they don't completely collapse without him doesn't mean they can't use what, what he brings. They just got to find, I think the best battles to do it. And with the amount of depth they have on the team, I think they have more than enough to figure out, you know, the right balance of lineups to, to kind of, I, I guess, just optimize each other. I, I think they've got 
you know, like, you know, they like their team and I see why. <laughs> Ethan, we're talking about a guy I, that averaged 25 points a game to start the season. That's what we're talking. I about. know. I, 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 I understand that, but that's not what everybody's talking about. You understand? I just wanted and to throw that know, out there. No, but, and we know the way that this goes and, I didn't even look up the minutes with Hero and Hawkins together, but there could not have been very many, right? Like we probably should have researched before this, but Jaime was hardly playing in those seven games. And I, I think that is – we've talked about Hero and Butler enough over the past couple of years, particularly earlier this season. We know you know, that Duncan and Tyler, that sometimes that hasn't worked with the two of them playing together. We know that Bam and Tyler typically does work, right? Like we've, we've, we've talked about all of this. The Jaime – uh, Tyler thing is going to be fascinating because this organization, for whatever everybody believes about how they're trying to throw Tyler into every trade, they're not. Okay, they're not. They they offered him for two top seventy five players of all time, one of whom is even higher than that. Okay, they're not offering him for anybody. They view their future after this Jimmy era as Bam Tyler Jaime. We get a chance to see it. And that's going to be fun, however this plays out. More importantly, they get a chance to see it. The fact that the two of them have bonded off the court, that they're essentially the same age bracket, and that neither of them is afraid of the moment, that's a good thing. Uh, Brady, you, you finish here. You, you were asking about the, the thing. I think it was 107 minutes for Hero and Hawkes, uh 111 offensive rating and 108 defensive rating. So they were a net, like pretty much around a three plus three net rating. So... I mean, 111 offensive rating, obviously, that's before the Hawkins pop. That's mm-hmm. before the gelling. That's before a lot of things. So I just want to say as well, because Hawkins, you just mentioned before about him being such a good cutter and all this stuff. Like, I just don't feel like Tyler and Hawkins are going to get in the way of each other. Like, the, it, on paper, like, and I, I hate even saying on paper because we've seen them in games, but it feels like it's been forever. Like, they feel like they could naturally fit together just with the natural eyes that Tyler gets on ball. And with the way that Hawkins could slip behind defenders and the way he plays in those spots that you mentioned, I don't know. I have a, I have a good feeling that, that that's not going to be something we're talking about, that it's a negative pairing. Boy, that's more minutes than I thought. I didn't realize they played that many minutes together. It's good that it's a positive considering just about everything in those first few games uh, was a negative. All right, we got much more to discuss. We're going to leave it. Uh, Monday night, Minnesota. Brady, Alex, and myself will be there. Greg will be on the pod. And then uh, Wednesday, I'm going to be up in Orlando, actually, for that one. So I'm going to be covering that one on the road as we start to cover some road games. One other thing I wanted to mention, we're going to start doing selective road games live again, like we used to. So you can check those out on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. They will go to the podcast feed after, but we want to get a chance to interact with people more frequently, although we always do that on Playback. So download the Playback app for the games themselves. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. After all, someone needs to listen to my dad. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.